us, man. We're going to clap it up because I survived another episode. After the last one, I thought I was going to be in the doghouse. But my wife wasn't too mad at me. So this is episode 77, I believe. And this is just going to be a continuation from the last conversation. And I got a lot of great feedback. So first of all, thanks to everyone that has listened, sent me any kind of messages. I definitely appreciate it. For those that did not listen to the last episode, I proposed a question. And the question was, can you be friends with someone you were once in love with? And that definitely opened up Pandora's box, got a wide variety of responses. And the last episode was with my uh, friend, uh, Chris and Dante. So shout out to them. But a few people was like, where are the women at? And that is a fair question. So I, I proposed in the last episode, if there were any females out that wanted to respond, give their take on it, feel free. And today we have the opportunity to speak with Kelsey. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Definitely appreciate you. And I also want to welcome back Miss Rachel. Rachel was on the episode where we was talking about gun control and she decided that she wanted to jump on this one as well. So I definitely appreciate you both. What's going on, Rachel? Hey, what's going on? Good to be back. All right. So before we even dive in, again, the question is, can you be friends with someone you were once in love with? Just a simple yes or no right out the gate. Where do y'all stand? No. No. <laughs> that's what I figured. That's what I figured. <laughs> and that's why I, I explained on the last episode, I was shocked because I honestly expected a bunch of no's from a female's perspective. But surprisingly, it was a bunch of yeses via Facebook. Now, like I said, I did the Instagram poll or whatever. It was 52% yes, 48% no. So, Kelsey, I'm going to open yeah. up the floor with you first. Okay. Shed some light on why you say no. Well, and I, I think, too, maybe it's not just as simple as a yes or no or as should you be. Because I don't personally understand why you would need to. Um, there's a difference than being, I think this was said last time, there's a difference in being cordial with your exes or someone you've been in love with compared to being friends. When you've had a connection with someone like that, I feel like it doesn't completely go away. So if you're interacting with them on a friend level and a friend is someone you talk to or interact with on a regular basis, Okay. If you're having that interaction, what's stopping that connection or what you used to have to interfere with your relationship that you, like if you were in a relationship, I feel like that would affect your current one. I get it. And a lot of people said that as well, you know, referencing back to the last episode. And I guess, I don't know, I guess I'm just weird. I guess I'm just weird. I know it's easier said than done, but it's like, I honestly feel like for myself, 
I can turn that switch off. Like I can allow myself to be friends with somebody that I was once intimate with or however you want to slice it up. And I would be okay with us just being cool. Like I wouldn't be hanging on to those feelings, but I get everybody's different. I get it. When I don't, I don't have any, I I personally wouldn't work. I'm cordial with most of my exes, except for one, which I told you about for good reason. Right. But I don't have any desire to have a friendship with any of my exes. And it's not that I dislike them or I don't have, you know, good times with them. I just don't feel like it's necessary because I want to be able to focus on the relationship that I have now. And that's fair. Eyes straightforward, no looking back in the rear view, right? Yeah. And there no hard feelings. Right. No, but I get it. I, I get it. I'm just not worried about it. And with that, I guess it that's the respect factor that a lot of people that's yes. like, nah, I'm not cool with that. I wouldn't be okay with it just out of respect for the new relationship. So Correct. Rachel, that is very much a respect thing. Are you kind of in that similar boat or a little bit of difference in that? Why, why do you say no? Well, to be completely honest, if you had asked me years ago, I would have said yes. But what I was thinking of when I was listening to the first one is my first question was, you know, why would you want to? Um, but then my second question, I kept thinking about it and I was like, well, you kind of have to define love at first because at 18, yeah, I thought I was in love, but I was actually probably infatuated. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that I want to be friends with that ex by any means. Um, go ahead, go ahead. But I am definitely in the same boat now, especially, you know, being married, we're going on 11 years and, I cannot imagine. I, I know how I would react if Xavier came home and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, Jeff and I are talking. Who's his ex-wife? We're we're talking and we're friends." Excuse me. <laughs> and I would expect him to have the same response to me, you know. Um, and we, I've I've seen them have to be cordial because you know they share a daughter, mm-hmm. um, and that was not easy. But do they talk on a regular basis? No. You know, she she found herself getting a little too comfortable a couple times standing in my kitchen and she learned real quick. So there's can you be cordial with them? Absolutely. You don't have to be. And I think the difference when you were talking about you can turn the switch off. I think females have a harder time doing that just because we're more emotional creatures. Yeah. So those feelings are going to pop up regardless of if we're friends or not. I'm not going to sit here and say it. I'm not thinking about it, that it's not in the back of my mind because it's there. Right. Right. And you know what? You brought up an interesting point in the beginning when you said maybe when you were 18, you thought you were in love. What did you use? Infatuated? What did you say? Yeah, I, th- I think I mean, I can't say back at 18 that that relationship was real love because I was, I was 18. So, so that's kind of where my stance was coming from. And when I said, you know, on the previous episode, I was like, I feel like people are going to constantly come and go in and out of your life. Now, granted, mm-hmm. you know, I'm married, you're married. Hopefully, you know, that's 
not going to be a situation where people are going to come and go or whatever. So now it's different. So you're right. You, uh-huh. you look at it from a different lens, but I was looking at it from a perspective of from the time I finished high school to the time I got married, I came across so many different people as I was growing older and I look at it in terms of regardless of whether the relationship worked out or ended Rocky, it was a lesson to be learned through it all. So at the end of the day, I don't have any bad blood with any of them. Now, granted I get, I'm not sitting around talking to them all day, every day, but from time to time, I will admit, you know, we did keep in touch. Mm-hmm. So that's where from my angle, I was like, I didn't see nothing wrong with it because it was like, it wasn't like I was being secretive or nothing. Any new relationship I ever got involved with, I disclosed who I was previously involved with. But at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, like you all are saying, what would be the reason for you to keep talking to them? So it, it, it's tricky. And I guess I'm digging myself in a ditch again. I'm going to get put back in this doghouse. <laughs> But it's like, and it goes back to another question that I asked on the previous episode, and and this same question is open to you both as well. Does every ending need closure? No. No. Some of them you just have to leave and accept that whatever conversation is not going to fix anything, and it's not going to make anything better. Sometimes you just have to leave without a word. Mm -hmm. You know, you may want it but it's not needed. Some relationships, you just have to cut it off and move on because no conversation is going to fix anything. To add to that, I think you don't always need closure from the other person, but you you can find closure in yourself. Like if you have to step away from a situation and you, you know it's, you're not going to get closure from them. You don't need closure from them. You find peace with yourself. You find happiness with yourself. Who cares? I mean, not every situation, because I have relationships that have ended on a positive note, just because it, you know, it wasn't going to happen. And that's kind of where I was getting ready to go to next, because I was like, you know, when I when I hear y'all say that, it almost indicates that that situation was something bad happened, or it was so toxic to where it's just like, you know what, I can't do this, I'm done, it is what it is, and I guess that's the, the thin line that you skate down when it comes to relationships and that's why, you know, again, I can only speak for myself. It's like, I've had toxic relationships, but then I've had relationships where it's like, okay, we just realized that we've grown apart. It just don't work. I don't have any ill will, any bad feelings. And that's why I was just like, you know, I wish you nothing but peace and blessings. But some people were just like, nah, once you're done with somebody, you're done. And I was just like, dude, I just, I don't see it that way. I don't think it's it's so black and white either. I think it's, you know, person by person, situation by situation. Like I have exes that I've ended on a good note with. Did I talk to them afterwards? No. And it was, you know, it was a choice. It was a conscious choice. Like, you know, it's probably not a good idea type thing. Like for me personally. But I, I don't think you can put it in in black and white like that. I think it's really a gray area and it's dependent. And you know what? I guess that that describes my personality because I hate drama. Like I want everything to be just cut and paste. 
Like, I everything has to be smooth around me. So that's why I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I don't. That's tough. I don't know because I guess it does sound like it's just I make it sound easy. But in reality, it's not. So, you know, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I've had my fair share of arguments. Why are you talking to this person? Blah, blah, blah. And like I said, I've always mm-hmm. tried to defend myself and make it look like nothing was wrong. So from a woman's perspective, I guess I'm going to throw this curveball at both of y'all. Like, from a woman's perspective, how would you perceive a, a boyfriend or a husband that's trying to keep those lines of communication open. Are you going to take that as a sign of disrespect or do you feel like he's trying to hang on to something and that makes you kind of feel like maybe he's trying to have an insurance policy? Like, like what goes through your mind if, if that situation occurs or if it has occurred in the past? Yeah. Um, I would personally think it was, extremely disrespectful and feeling like they were trying to hold on to something. Um, Like I said earlier, when you hold on to someone like that, it kind of seems like you're not ready to let it go. Um, And it, and it, it keeps you, if you are in a relationship, it keeps, it hurts the connection that you have with your current partner. If you're giving time and energy to another person while you're in a relationship, that's taking away from your relationship. Okay. I can see it. I can see that. You agree or disagree, Rachel? I'm thinking. Um, The reason I'm thinking is because, I mean, I, I agree it is disrespectful. Like I said, when I was you know younger, I would have said yes. Because if, if you're not in a relationship, it's, it's one thing. But I think once you enter that relationship any communication is disrespectful to be to be completely honest let's say you know that I, I wasn't married and i was dating somebody and then we broke up and i started dating somebody else why would i talk to that person that's it. how is how is that not disrespectful to the person i'm currently with and that and i had to learn that and that that's that's the crazy part i had to learn that and i honestly didn't learn it until i got married and, and and I think a lot of it goes back to if somebody's been burned in the past by something like that, it carries mm-hmm. over. It's not that they don't trust you or that you don't trust them. It's just that's in the back of your mind, like a fear. Like you just you can right. see it and you're just waiting for it to happen. Right. Yeah. And, and if I, it's happened to you before, it is it's something that's always in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that part I do agree with, because that's why, you know, like I said, even for myself, it took me a long time to actually step into somebody else's shoes instead of, you know, trying to put up a fight for why I want to hang on to these conversations. I actually Mm -hmm. thought about it and saw, you know, from the other lens, how it looked because I personally, I did always chalk it up as you're being insecure. Like, do you not trust me or trust when I say that this person is just a friend, there's nothing there other than conversation And somebody asked me a question after they listened to the last episode and I thought it was interesting. And they were like, you grew up with your mother. So you always talked to your mother. You had a deep relationship with your mother. 
do you feel like that's the reason why you communicate with females more than you do with men? And after I thought about it for a minute, I was like, I was like, damn, like (laughs) it might be a deeper situation to where like, you know, anything that went on in my personal life or any kind of, you know, where normally a guy would go talk to their dad. I, I didn't have that outlet. It was me and my mother. So Mm -hmm. I guess that nurturing, comforting conversation came from her. And I don't know if I was trying to fill that same space. Does that make sense? Yeah, it actually, yeah, it does. It actually does, Adrian, because my boyfriend was raised by his mom and most of his family members, most of his cousins are all female. And when you talk about this, it sounds similar to how my boyfriend talks about stuff like this. So I'm seeing kind of where you're coming from on that. So that, like, you know what I'm saying? Going going back. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, you're good. You're good. No, I was going to say that, you know, looking back on me when I was younger, um, before like life kind of blew up, I was a daddy girl. And as a result of that, I have always had guy friends and I've always been comfortable with guy friends, not thinking about it in any other constant on context than that's my friend. That's my brother, you know? Right. And, but not everybody sees it that way. Like that was mm-hmm. something that was really hard for Xavier to grasp. And it was partly because he was, he had been burned in the past. So, you so know for him that... to see me like talking, like even, even to you, he'd be like, "Who's Adrian?" Right. And I had to I'm like, "Look, I'm like, I know, I know Adrian. I know Adrian. Like, we went to college together. We're in the same dorm room. Like everything." And that's the and most uncomfortable oh, okay. conversation. It's like you're trying to explain yes. to somebody that I'm cool with this person. It's not even mm-hmm. like that. And that's why I'm telling people. It's like I honestly didn't see anything wrong. Like that's why I was right. defensive when the conversations came up because I was like, I've known this person for so long. So why would you expect me to just cut ties to everybody that I've always known because you're new to this situation? And that's where it was just like, I was really, really defensive. But then I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? At the end of the day, it's like, if you really care about somebody, you have to make that sacrifice. And like everybody has alluded to, why do you feel the need to keep that other situation open? Well, well and if I, that person is truly your friend, they're going to understand. I, I've had people that don't, that didn't understand. And I was like, okay, well then we're not actually really friends. And I haven't talked to those people since. And I'm fine with that. Right. Kelsey, you going to say but, something? Well, yeah, I was also, it's also about communication. So if, if I know who your friends are, you know, that's one thing. But if I see, you know, if I were to see a name popping up on your phone and I'd never heard of that person before, if you've been friends with them, why am I just now seeing that name? Why am I just now hearing that name? Now that mm-hmm. is fair game. See, you know, so if, if, if I know who your friends are, if you've talked to me about them, if I've met some of them, if they're really your friend, and that's why I say, like, calling someone your friend, you have to be very careful about that. Just because you've mm-hmm. met somebody a couple of times and y'all hang out around the same people, they are not your friend. So it's more of an acquaintance. Ooh. So saying somebody's your friend is a different thing. But if, if they are your friend and you're in a relationship with someone, 
you know who they are. So if you see, yeah, so if you see somebody pop up you never heard of before, you're going to be like, hold on, who's that? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now, again, that, that right there is fair game. I, I, I can't even put up an argument to defend that. Like, you know. Yeah, because even to add, add to that, like, he, my husband's never met any of my friends, but it's because we move every, you know, three to four years. <laughs> but he knows who you are. He knows my best friend, Robbie. He knows the my best friend who I grew up with, Jonathan. He knows those people because I've talked about them. Even though he's never met anybody. Right. And so that's like she was saying, it's communication. But but honestly, I feel like that's the thing with like social media now. It's like that's that connecting bridge because even though we haven't seen each other in Lord knows how long, I still (laughs) see y'all post. You know, we still laugh and joke and go back and forth. And I was like, as goofy as I am on the internet, I'm always, you know, trying to be funny or comment on people's, you know, posts and things like that. But after a while, you know, it was brought to my attention. It's like sometimes females like that attention. So Mm -hmm. they start growing attached to your humor or you trying to be funny or you always commenting on things. And then for, you know, it now they're in your inbox and you thinking it's just a cordial conversation, laughing, going back and forth. But in reality, it might snowball into something else later on down the road. So it was just like, yeah. Now I get that's it. one of the things I was thinking of earlier before we started on here was that a lot of the communication or if you're still entertaining, if you're still texting or whoever, like an old friend or an ex, it's a somewhat about attention. You may not really want anything to do with them in an aspect more than a friend, but if you're craving attention from an outside source when you're in a relationship, that's a huge problem. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it, it goes both ways, too, because... There are some guys that we could consider, you know, acquaintances or friends. And you start talking to them just on a friendly level, and they take that mm-hmm. as an open door, and it's not. But that's yeah. the way they perceive it. Because I think um, you said on the last one, perception's everything. It doesn't matter what it looks. It doesn't matter what it is. It matters what it looks like. Right. And see, that's why I was I was a big devil's advocate for perception, because I'm like why does it matter what it looks like to the outside world? If you know what it looks like and I'm showing you what it looks like, then at that point, I feel like you should trust me. So if it's still an issue that boils down to trust. So let me ask you both this question. Now, if you've been in a relationship for an extended period of time, let's just say a minimum of two or three years. I feel like that's a a nice amount of time. If you're talking about a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, is that fair? Mm -hmm. Two or three years is, is is a long time. So within this two or three years, you've disclosed so much of yourself to this person. You've become comfortable talking to this person. And for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. You all separate and then you move on and now you're trying to build something else with a new person. I, like, how do you just start 
telling all of that same information that you disclosed with the previous relationship to the new person. Like that also wasn't, you know, you asked that Adrian, but think about how many times we did it when we were younger dating. Exactly. That's my point. So it's like, it's almost like a, a, a comfort zone. It's like, I, I'm working on this new relationship, but I, I don't fully know you yet. So when it comes to something that is bothering me or something personal that I want to talk about, you kind of lean back on that old situation. And that's where it gets Mm -hmm. tricky because now you're skating that thin line of disrespecting your new Mm -hmm. relationship and leaning on somebody that you once considered a close, somebody close to you. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily that I want to rekindle that flame or, you know, put myself in a position where this person may or may not take advantage of this opportunity and we link up again or whatever. It's just, this is somebody that I've been comfortable talking to for the last two or three years. I want to talk to this person because I need an outlet. Is that still out of bounds or what? I think it is. Because if you can't talk to the person that you're with, and I say this literally from personal experience, there's a problem there. Because, you know, I've I've been scarred in the past of not being able to express how I feel. But Mm -hmm. if I can't turn around and tell, you know, my husband, who is my best friend, everything, why why not? Why why am I going to tell somebody else? Isn't that something he should know? Shouldn't I confide in him? Right, but why here's am the key I trying word. to find you know? Here's the key word that though. Somebody else. You said husband. So this is where we, I guess, we kind of you 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 start making well, the water murky. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's your husband. You're supposed to tell him everything that goes on. You should not be looking somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So it's I'll, like, ah, go, I'll ahead, go, go ahead. Yeah, I'll go off that. Um, if you're like in the situation you're talking about when you're starting to date somebody new, but I'm going to go off what she was saying. If, if this person is going to stay in your life and you already have a connection with them and you're trying to build it even more, why would you not give them that opportunity to be that person that's going to listen to you and confide in? Mm-hmm. And it's going to grow y'all even you know, stronger, you're going to move forward even more, but you reaching out to that old person, you're just taking a step back, going back to what's familiar, which is going to cause then a little issue in your new current relationship. Right. And you're not even giving that person, you know, your new relationship a chance. Yeah. Y'all boxing me into a corner. Y'all making me start to change, change my <laughs> okay, perspective. Well, I'm changing. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I sometimes I have to step back and I have to look at it this way. If your wife came home, Adrian, and told you that she was talking to an ex that she had a deep relationship with, how would you feel? You want my honest answer? Yeah. And I know I'm going to get in the doghouse. I apologize ahead of time. I apologize ahead of time. I honestly, I wouldn't feel any type of way. And I know that sounds like a bold faced lie, 
But like mm-hmm. you all said, based on previous situations and previous relationships and things like that, it's like I've become so numb to that type of energy. It's like, I honestly do not care. I'm like, you can't control who people talk to. I'm not Very one true. of those people where I check yeah. phones and all of that stuff. Because at the end of the day, it's <laughs> like, if you constantly go looking for something, you're eventually going to find it. Mm-hmm. And right. then once you find it, how can you be upset? Because you done already planted in your mind that something bad is, is, out there you're just determined to find it so then once you find it it's almost like you brought that karma on yourself as crazy as it sounds but it's like i've been cheated on before and because of that it's almost like i told you i told myself people are going to come and go so if relationships don't pan out to be what i thought it was going to be then so what move forward now that i'm married it's different. So to answer your question, I mean, (laughs) I don't, I don't know what my reaction would be necessarily, but based on my character, it wouldn't bother me. Well, I think that's where you get into it, that it's, it's, it's situational. Everybody's different. And it, it does, you know, go off of past experience. For you, you kind of turn them, you know, for it. Some people, there's, it's so fresh. It's always going to be there. That doesn't mean they don't trust you. But it's just, it's an open wound. Right. So here, look, look. You were talking about perception. I just want to add this real quick. You were talking about you don't understand what the whole perception is. And the only reason I'm going to bring this up is because in a military community, when you start talking about husbands and wives, you see this all the time, and I do literally mean like three or four times a week, where somebody is somebody's wife is out having lunch with somebody else's husband. It doesn't look right, and nine times out of ten, it's not. Ooh. So that oh, so that's so that's off the table too. So so I'm asking you both now because that's 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 a great topic. So. Even if it's a coworker and your husband or boyfriend or whoever is like, I'm finna go grab lunch with whoever, you're still gonna kinda be like, I don't know about that one. I you might wanna go uh I packed you a nice sandwich with some chips, go in the break mm-hmm. room, lunch room. It better be a, a group. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly where I was going. Yep. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm going to let you know ahead of time, just literally out of respect. Oh, because especially yeah. people in this community, they don't they don't look at it like that. They really, really don't. And I can tell you a perfect example. When I was scrolling on Facebook one night, and these military wives groups are wild. Y'all have no idea. And somebody posted, hey, this is somebody's husband. He's out on a date. He drives this car. And I showed it to Xavier. I'm like, wow, look at this idiot. Three days later, he comes home and goes, I should really pay attention when you show me stuff. I said, what do you mean? He goes, that was my soldier. That was definitely not his wife. Ooh. Yeah. And see, that's, <laughs> so that's social perception. media, man. Social media is the devil. It really is. It is. And it's, but you know what? Again, here I go back in the doghouse. <laughs> 
I'm not going to disclose names or whatever. I, I try my best not to, you know, put anybody's business out or nothing like that. So if I tell any kind of stories, I'll keep myself in it, of course, but I'm not in the business of, you know, airing out dirty laundry or nothing like that. So Rachel, you know, when we lived in Lexington, everybody worked at ACS. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. You remember that. <laughs> so oh, yeah. half of the friends that I know at some point in time worked at ACS. So during lunch, we would all, you know, go Raisin Cane's or Chipotle, wherever we would go for lunch. And mm-hmm. then it got to the point to where me and this one person, which was a female, would go to lunch and we would go to Chipotle almost every day. It was nothing to it other than we would just carpool to go have lunch. Mm-hmm. So a situation like that, I was looking at it like no harm, no foul. I didn't have to come home and, you know, well, me and such and such went to lunch today. Me and such and such went to lunch today. So y'all are saying that I'm still skating that that's borderline or what? Or that's that's, that's no go. I think on that situation, as long as, so at that time, were you married or in a relationship? I was in a relationship, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... I would expect that person you're going to lunch with to know exactly who you're in a relationship with, who you're in a relationship with, know exactly who that woman is. And I would expect there to be no communication after outside of work. So if I find y'all going to lunch together, but then after y'all get off work and you're at home and that person's texting you, are y'all communicating outside of that? No, I want to know why that would be, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to, that would be my perspective of it. As long as I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with communication is I don't I don't know if it's borderline because I've I've been in that situation where I was just in a relationship and went to front you know like I said went to lunch or whatever with the old guy but it was a friend and but it comes out down to communication because the last thing you would want is somebody going oh hey Adrian's out to lunch with this person did you know that and you're telling your you know your right. significant other that right. And I've been because in that situation. And that goes back to perception. I've been in that situation before and it it, mm-hmm. it peed me off so bad because I'm like, it's nothing like that. So for somebody that's on the outside to go back and create conflict within my relationship, I have a problem with that. But at the end of the day, oh, you can't control people outside people. I oh, guess yeah, I guess they're conflict. doing their job. Jerry Springer still on <laughs> You know, we grew up watching it. We love it. That's why we have reality TV. So we see something in real life and go, oh, what's going on there? What's the story behind that? Oh, I'm going to ask. Right. So, I I mean, it's it's tough. It doesn't make it right. It's tough. And like I said, at the end of the day, I'm glad both of you all are on here because it does give you a woman's perspective. We're able to kind of step inside you all's thought process and understand how deep that that connection or that emotion goes, you know, like you all said earlier, you know what I'm saying? Women are more emotional or whatever, but I, I, and I guess my issue is I have a problem with authority. I will say that. Like I, I have a real issue with people trying to control me or 
tell me what to do. It's like you can make a suggestion and I'll agree to, you know what, you're right. Maybe I don't need to do this. But when it comes down to telling me who I can and who I can't talk to, I honestly feel like that's when I start rebelling and do mm-hmm. it anyway because you're trying to nature. control me, huh? I think it's human nature. I do the same thing. So so that's what I'm saying. It's like, so you all don't feel like that's almost like a control factor, no? Or is just a respect thing? Is it is it respect or it's, control? It's respect. Yeah. But like I said, I had to learn that because I, I was in the same boat. I didn't understand. I'm like, this is my friend. But I also had to look at it, like I said, from the other side and realize that it wasn't my significant other that I was having the problem with. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that I didn't know who that person was, so I automatically don't trust you. And, and I heard it, that a lot. That's, that's what it comes down to. I've heard that a few times. Oh, it's, with me, it's 100%. Okay. All right. So that I mean that, that I mean I'm 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 literally like I'm I can't put up a fight no more. I really can't. But I but I get what you're I get where you're coming from because like I said, my 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 boyfriend is almost the same way. He doesn't like to be questioned, especially when he knows or feels like he's not doing anything wrong. And he never questions anything I do. He trusts me completely. And but if I, I like communication and if I don't get it, then I second guess everything. Mm-hmm. I overthink. So, I need you to talk to me. So we, we definitely all fall in that category because I'm definitely a, a overthinker where I create scenarios in my mind oh. that could be completely <laughs> <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> completely wrong. Oh, I'll have an entire argument in my head before it actually ever happens. Absolutely. <laughs> I will have 10 different scenarios that yes. I thought happen and not a single one of them is right. Exactly. So let me so let me throw this curveball in here, and I'm I'm not trying to be Doctor Phil, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to be Doctor Phil, but it's like at that point, does that not require self assessment, or should you continue to just apply the pressure to your significant other to comfort your way of thinking? That's what I'm saying. Like you you got to have that balance. I'm going to tell on myself here. Because okay, you do it before me. <laughs> okay, I'll do it before you. <laughs> a couple years ago, you know, Xavier deploys every now and then. So he, he was gone, and we were having a conversation, and he took something I did as in, in the wrong way. Because, you know, stuff happens, especially when you're not face-to-face with somebody. And I ended up getting defensive and turning that around. And he said something to me that night in the middle of that argument that has completely changed my way of thinking. Because I was so scarred from previous relationships. He asked me, he said, are you actually mad at me about that? Or is that something that you personally have a problem with that you're projecting onto me? And it literally made me step back and go, shit. (laughs) Because he was right. I had never thought about it that way, but it completely changed the entire way I thought about second guessing. Is this a problem I have, or is this actually a problem? Right, and I, so I feel that's, like that's, that's fair that's game. Me telling on me. I feel like that's fair game. So before I talk on that, Kelsey, you got anything to add to it? I feel it's 
kind of the same as that. I need to think on that a little bit more. So you go ahead. Right. And that's the part that I love. It's kind of like, you know, we're all on the hot seat and it's like, you know, you don't want to just spit nothing out, actually take the time to think about it. But that, but that's kind of where it's like, I feel like me sounding like I'm putting up a defense and all this and that. It's almost like, Oh, he's, he's guilty. Like you trying to cover up something. I'm like, no, that's, that's never the case. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy making people think deeper. Like, a part of me overthinking is also me being a critical thinker. Like I'm always trying to figure out things or find a deeper meaning in it. And it's like the simple answer is no, it's disrespectful. You shouldn't talk to this person or whatever, but it's like at the same time, you're asking the other person to conform to your level of comfort. And it's like, where do you, where is the, the give and take? Like, that's why I'm saying I'm not hanging on to an ex because I'm still trying to flirt or keep some kind of candle lit or this flame lit in hopes of every now and then, if I want to try to sneak over and what was the term sneaky link and all that good jazz. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm saying I'm old now, so I don't know what these little young TikTok people right? talk about, but it's like, <laughs> that's the perception when you hear somebody say, Oh, I can, I can be friends with an ex. I can be friends with whoever people automatically assume, Oh, y'all still have something going on. And that could be, See, if I can take the like truth. a current relationship out of that, I still don't think I could be friends with an ex just from an emotional standpoint, not somebody that I truly love because that would all, that pain would always be there regardless. Right. And, and I guess then you have to ask yourself the next question, which we're not even going to dive into that because that's a whole nother conversation, but it's like, (laughs) what is love? You know, you, you, you hear Mm -hmm. that word your entire life from the time you're able to open your eyes. You hear that word being tossed around. Some people genuinely mean it. Some people use it against you to get what they want or whatever the case may be. And that's when that web starts getting tangled. But it's like, Mm -hmm. when we say, someone you once loved now you have to define how in love were you with this person or I honestly feel like for me if I say I love someone then I also can love them enough to realize that me and you can't be together I still respect you I still wish you the best I love you I care for you I'm not in love with you does that make sense? But see, that's where that definition of are you in love or do you have love for someone? Right. So based that's off of that, that that's why I'm telling you all, like in my mind, I'm like, sure, we can be friends. That's no problem. It was no issue. But then the perception of it is now, nah, because if you really love this person, like you all alluded to earlier, it's like you're always going to have that connection. And all it takes is the wrong place, wrong time oops, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Y'all win. I'm going to let y'all win. No, I, <laughs> and, and to be completely fair, like I said, when I, whenever Xavier and I got together, I didn't, I didn't think that way. I thought the same way you did, Adrian. So I didn't see it. I didn't see a problem with it. And, but you have to look at what's fair on both sides. If he says, Hey, I, I don't like that. Cause it makes me nervous. I expect him to do the same. 
Okay. Because you can't sit there and hold me to one standard and hold yourself to another. Right. I get it. I get it. Great conversation. Kelsey, is there anything you want to add to it real quick? I don't, I don't think so. I, I think I said my piece. Right, right. No, y'all, <laughs> y'all definitely held it down. That's why I said it, it's, it's great to hear it from a woman versus, you know, just a group of men just sitting here. And don't get me wrong. Everybody that listened to the podcast said that it was a great conversation. They actually agree with us because, you know, this is where I'm going to give credit to Dante because right out the gate, he asked, why, why do you feel the mm-hmm. need to still be friends? And that was a, well, and I would be, go ahead. I'm I sorry. would be curious for you to, um, uh, to have this conversation with a female that said, yes. Oh, yes. And you know what? I'll work on that. Because there is a few people, like I said, quite a few, and I'll see if they can jump on here. Because real quick, it was a few of them, and I, I, I guess this is where the difference is. Because I seen like maybe two or three people that was like, my ex husband is my best friend. We still talk all the time, this and that. And I was like, you know, I guess that's kind of different, especially if you all have children together and stuff like that. So it's like you you have no choice but to keep those lines of communication open. So I feel like that's a little bit different than just somebody that was once boyfriend or girlfriend. I can't, I feel like I can't, well, I can kind of speak on it because I was married, but I didn't have kids with this person. But I, I feel like if you were married and you got divorced and you say my ex-husband is my best friend because you have kids, but I feel like, being best friends with that your ex-spouse is going to interfere with you moving on and finding something new. Because when you meet someone and you start dating them and they say, oh, yeah, my ex-husband is my best friend, you they're going to run far away. If that was me, I would be like, yeah, this is not going to work for me. That's an uncomfortable situation to be in. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. It makes sense when you listen to it. It makes it. Yeah, my ex I mean, husband, my ex wife is my best friend. Yeah, like if you have kids together, yeah, like you can be cordial and even be friendly and like, hey, we're on good terms. But to if 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 you were on a date with someone and they literally said, you know, if if this man was like, yeah, my ex wife is my best friend. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's gonna work for me. It's <laughs> it's mm-hmm. weird. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> no, I, I I think you're I think you're right because you know my husband's ex. It took a long time for them to be cordial, and it wasn't just because of their daughter. It was because of a lot of different things. But it it took a very long time. But she got comfortable enough in the fact that she thought we were all friends when we were not. That she stood in my kitchen and said that the two of them would still be together if it hadn't been for his mother. And when I tell you, I had to defuse a bomb really, really quick. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no. Tell her to go listen to the gun control episode. <laughs> oh, it, it, it took me a week to get mad because I was laughing about it so hard. Oh, And yeah. then it was like, okay, well, she's no longer allowed in my house. Yeah, them, that was, that was my words. call. Them fighting words. Oh, she thought it was funny. And I guess that's oh, that's the boldness of the other, you know, and, that's, and I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of what, you know, 
uh, my buddies were alluding to on the last episode. It's like, it's not necessarily that you have bad intentions. It's like, yeah, the other person may act like they're your friend, but they very well could be plotting on trying to destroy your new relationship. Right. You don't, you don't ever know the other person's intention, especially when you don't know them. What Mm -hmm. really are your intentions? You know, your spouse who you're with, but I don't know you and I don't really know what you're trying to do. So, you know, I prefer we not have a problem. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So, honey, if you're listening, that's why I'm in the house. I play (laughs) PS5 all day. I work from home. I work from home. So I'm here by myself. PS5 as my best friend. So we don't even have to worry. And if she's listening, I want to say that I listen. Me and you had a conversation, and I was like, "No, I agree with your wife." So, (laughs) and and I just want to let her know that if she has any problems, I'm rolling through there in February on my way to Alabama. I don't have a problem swinging by. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So look, we're all on the same page now. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. So again, I definitely appreciate y'all's uh, time. Like this was a great conversation as well. And I, you know what, you know, at the end of the day, it all circles back to communication. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have to be able to communicate with your significant other and you have to be mature enough to ask yourself, why do I even want to keep those lines of communication open with somebody from my past. The past yeah, is the I'm past. sure it's the key word right there. <laughs> All right, okay. Tell me I was I was immature. Go ahead. Tell me what no, I was. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and now I mean, you know you want to fix in your words. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, definitely definitely appreciate it. Um for those that are listening, again, the mic is still open. We can have as many conversations about this. I actually enjoy it. I think, you know, some of these uh, type of recordings have been some of the best ones that I've had thus far. A lot of people say that they enjoy it. So if you're listening, reach out to me, give us some feedback. And till we meet again, definitely appreciate y'all ladies. Anything y'all want to throw in here before we get off? Anything? No, I think I'm good. No. All right. Well, <laughs> Rachel, you stay warm up there in Canada. I will try. Kelsey, you, uh, what's the weather like down there in Georgia? Y'all should be still hot. No, it's actually been pretty chilly and rainy. Oh, So wow. I got all my hoodies out. I'm so, real happy. So we wait, 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 wait. What, what's chilly to you? I, I got to ask. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, in the middle of the day, it's been like in the 50s. Mm, yeah, it got down to twenty nine. Oh no, I'm good. I'm I'm good with my chilly weather. Oh yeah, wow. it, it got down to twenty nine. We're not going to see over like forty seven ever. I told you I'm <laughs> coming I'm so up at way next week. Out. I'm coming up at way, so I I need some kind of little heat wave to come through just for a few days. I mean, maybe the city will be nice to you. Like I said, that's five hours away, and on the other side of the state, it is a whole different world out here. <laughs> I'm I'm already dreading it. I'm ready for the three feet of snow that's going to happen. You ready for Wait, what? What? <laughs> I got a snowblower. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, yeah. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you definitely from up there now because you don't even got a snowblower. Wow. Okay. All right. Turn your back on us. It's all right. Oh, no, no. I'm heading back down south in February. Turn your back on us good Kentucky people. I don't know too many people in Kentucky with a snowblower. It's all right. No, but y'all can't drive in the snow either. Now, that right there is a fact. I definitely agree there. <laughs> definitely no, agree there. no one in Atlanta can drive in the snow. If there's even a chance of flurries, they close school. So I can't tell you how bad when I lived in Georgia, I wanted it to snow so bad just to watch everybody freak out. I was like, what is wrong with y'all? It's crazy. It's like it shuts down. Like no one knows how to function if they see just even like even if it doesn't stick. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. Yeah, those are facts. Because that was just what, maybe like a year or two ago, y'all got some ice or something. And I'm talking about everywhere you looked, it was just accidents all over the news and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, again, definitely appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a good weekend. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's toasting. No competition. Amisha posting. Yeah. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine.